Chapter 18 Bye Bye Donald The code was made up. A cold, blank Polly stared unblinkingly at Donald, willing some kind of connection between them that wasn't forthcoming. It was a way to get to Bert, wasn't it? She felt deflated. If you convinced Bert that you had the code, he might try to use it to get Janet back. Polly sipped her tea and wondered how long this moment might last. Oh, no, that's not right. The code is as real as you or I. I still have to leave Earth, though, said Donald. Really? said Polly, sitting up sharply. Why won't you stay then? Explain it to me, she demanded. I can't tell you that, I'm afraid. Donald shrugged his shoulders. Leaning over and pulling at her frizzy hair. He had a habit of doing it. She liked it. Why won't you tell me? She looked at him from under her eyelashes, hoping she was coming across as adorable and cursing herself for it. It's not that I won't, it's that I can't. He started playing with her hair. I don't quite understand, said Polly, distracted. She pushed his hands away. No, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. Donald searched himself for a better way to explain. Eventually, he said, Think of it like this. Imagine the start of something, the start of anything. What, like a game? The start of a game? said Polly, eyeing up a dusty box with Scrabble written on it. Yes, that's a good example, he nodded. Tell me how that game starts. Well, you have a board and letters. You have to set the board up. There are these plastic trays, and you have to pick out seven letter tiles. Polly's memories of playing endless games with her mum and dad made her yearn for them and lament her loss. Yes, you've got it, interrupted Donald. Now, let me ask you is that the beginning of the game? The very beginning? Yes? Well, no. You need to have players first, I guess. Polly hoped this was going somewhere. Is that the beginning then? Finding players? Is that how Scrabble starts? He pressed on, presumably going somewhere. Well, yes, I think so. You'd also need to buy the game before you could play it, she ventured. Good, good. So. Try to imagine the start of Scrabble, where nothing else comes before it. Before the players and getting the game? asked Polly. Yes, a silence reigned. I don't get it, Polly confessed. Before the players and getting the game, someone would have had to create the game. She scrunched up her face a bit. This was like trying to understand infinity. And how did they create the game? Donald pushed on, oblivious. I suppose they would have had to make it up in their heads. How does anyone make something up? I don't know. I wonder who did create Scrabble. I'm going to look it up. No, no, Polly, come back here. You're going to have to concentrate now. Donald looked at her intensely. How does anyone make something up? Polly's head hurt. Is this about God? Maybe, 
Donald shrugged his shoulders. I can't explain to you how it works. It is a code, and it can give you anything you want. But I can't tell you how it works because only you know how it works, as only you know what you want, and only you know how to make it happen. He sat back, looking pleased with himself. After a pause that could have been five minutes or three thousand years, Polly thought she might have a vague idea what he was on about. But as soon as she'd caught a glimpse, it was gone again. It is often easier to think about what you want instead and work backwards, confessed Donald. I have already made a list. She scrambled around in her bag and dug out the envelope with her list of little big secret things, discovering en route a book she'd forgotten about. See? They are a bit stupid, she said, handing over the list. No, they are not. He looked over the list intently. What's a fountain pen? Asked Donald, momentarily distracted. Oh, it's a pen that you have to put an ink cartridge in. I don't know why it's called a fountain pen. Maybe because it works as a fountain would. Hang on, I'll look it up. She made for her phone again. No, don't worry. It does not matter, he said, looking thoughtfully at the list. I could add to the list, finding out my purpose, if I even have one. Polly stroked her chin. Do you think you do? Donald asked. Well, funny you should ask that, because I never really thought I did. But when I was a kid, I used to think I was a fairy. A fairy that was here to clear up all of God's mistakes. I used to look at the clouds to tell me what to do. And I had all these friends that would help me out. Suddenly, she felt vulnerable. I know it sounds stupid, and I don't even know if I believe in God anyway. After my parents died and Bert left, I guess probably not. So I had no purpose. She ended abruptly to stop herself from bursting into tears. Does it matter if you have one or not? He asked evenly. I don't know, she answered truthfully. Okay, well, put it this way. Let's say it didn't matter. Then, is there any harm in having one anyway, and then setting out trying to achieve it? He gave her a little nudge. I guess not. But what if it wasn't my purpose? Polly put out her hand, and Donald held on to it. His skin felt lovely. Well, then, you would have at least worked out that A. You have a purpose, and B. You could change what you were doing once you figured out what it was, he said. She couldn't fault his logic. Wait, what if I couldn't work out what it was? You mean, what if you couldn't work out your purpose that doesn't exist? He gave her a look. I guess it wouldn't matter because it wouldn't exist. So I may as well try and find out. If I aim for getting what I want... Then, if nothing else, I'll end up with what I want. It all seemed so easy when she thought about it. Do you still want a boyfriend? He asked her. Polly looked up sharply. Was he messing her around? No, he looked... Well, he looked the same as ever. 
like an adorable, friendly, tall alien. He leaned towards her, pulling at her coat to draw her into him. Do you think you could date an alien? He said. Her tummy did a backflip. Maybe, she said, taking his hands. He bent down and gently kissed her. It was as if all the gods had come down to earth to play their best songs. Where did you get that? He pulled back from her, pointing in her handbag. What? Polly asked. That book! He was more excited than she'd ever seen him. Oh, this? Polly held up the book called Mentor Tome. I found it at Bert's. It looked interesting. I sort of, um, borrowed it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the most wonderful thing. I thought I'd lost it. Now I can get back. He hopped in the air with glee. What do you mean, get back? She said, jumping back as though she'd stood on a mousetrap. Yes, this is what I was trying to tell you earlier. I have been recalled to over there. We all have. I'm one of the last ones left. Now I can go home. He smiled so widely. Polly wanted to run away, but her body wouldn't obey her mind as she watched Donald turn the pages of the mentor tome in delight. It was like he'd always been there, even though she'd known him for how long now? A few days? Or a lifetime? No, 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 he couldn't just leave now. He'd only just arrived. I'll come with you, she announced. He looked at her as if only just realizing what they both already knew. The look on his face told her everything. You cannot, he said, looking at the floor. Why not? Polly bellowed up into the air, at no one in particular. At God, perhaps.